This is the Best Friends Podcast, dedicated to sharing the people and programs that are ending the killing of cats and dogs in America's animal shelters. You'll hear from animal welfare leaders from across the movement who will share the innovative and collaborative work that are creating life-saving successes in communities of all sizes. Welcome to the Best Friends Podcast. My name is John Dunn, and this is episode 29, and it's September the 3rd. If you've joined us before, welcome back. And to those of you who are first-timers, hello, I'm John. And thank you very much for downloading, and make sure you hit that subscribe button. I want you to never miss an episode. So to get caught up on any episodes you may have missed, we've got them all at bestfriends.org slash podcast. Every episode has its own page because with each episode, we talk about all kinds of cool stuff. And then we have resources and information related to that episode. For example, if we talk about community cat programs, we put up a resource on how to implement a community cat program in your community. Again, the website bestfriends.org slash podcast. And you see that kind of information sharing. It's part of the ethos at Best Friends. Nothing we do when it comes to saving lives is proprietary. If we find something that works, we're going to share it with you. And that sharing comes in all sorts of formats, handbooks detailing everything you need to know about a given program. We have town halls where experts from across the field come together to tackle topics from data to transport, community-centered life-saving to diversity, equality, and inclusion. We share research and we have a massive nationwide data set that will help you understand what is happening where you live. And then we have a gap analysis tool that can help you come up with a plan on how to save more lives. And each year, this all sort of culminates at the Best Friends National Conference because it is the place to hear the latest and greatest from experts across the nation. And let's be honest, the social aspect is also pretty great. Now, unfortunately, the conference met the same fate as many others this year. It was canceled due to COVID-19. But that doesn't mean that we should just throw in the towel and say, maybe next year. We still have incredible speakers with lots of critical life-saving expertise to share that we need now more than ever. One of the producers of the podcast, Tawny Hammond, is the National Director of Leadership Advancement at Best Friends. Part of what she does is helping to do something she calls professionalizing the profession. She and her team have developed ways to do that, and one is something called the Executive Leadership Certification Program, or the ELC. It's the first of its kind in the nation. Over the course of six months, leaders from across the country meet and develop their skills and knowledge to become better leaders. And they're also armed with the understanding of how to create and sustain no-kill communities. So in the absence of a conference, Tawny and her team saw an opportunity. I chatted with her to learn more about it. The Reaching New Heights and Animal Services Symposium that Best Friends Animal Society is doing in partnership with Southern Utah University is not to replace the Best Friends Conference. Uh, Because of the pandemic, because out of, out of consideration for the safety of everyone, we early on made the right decision to cancel the conference. At the same time, we had a session of executive leadership certification students in session. And we had started in early February in New Orleans. COVID becomes a reality in March. We have an emergency meeting on a Saturday. I said, what do you all want to do? Do you want to press pause? Do you want to postpone? Do you want to resume when think because we had no idea of how long it was going to last. 
they voted to continue in the executive leadership certification program. And they felt they needed their community and their colleagues now more than ever. So we met every Friday. It was 90-minute calls. And in one of those 90-minute calls, we're talking about them. We're talking about their business plan, their action plan, their personal leadership plan. We're talking about not being able to meet at the midpoint, which really made them sad because that together time is bonding time. And it hit me in one of our meetings that we, with all this talent in the ELC and all the lessons we were learning during COVID, people were standing up foster programs overnight. Kern County, California, Sally Breyer, Minneapolis, Carolyn Harefield, who really resisted setting up the foster program, didn't think she needed it, set it up pretty much overnight as the city burned around her. And it just occurred to me that we could do a symposium, partner with Southern Utah University. So I announced it on a call, not talking to Amy Charlton or any of my colleagues. I just pull it out of my ear and announce it and talk to the university about the possibility. They loved it. And best friends really liked it because we had an events team that had some time because we weren't doing the conference. So we started working on this concept, not to replace the conference, but to offer people in the field or people that love animals, offer them an opportunity to learn from each other on lessons learned during COVID. And we also know, you know, from working with best friends, John, that we're undergoing rapid change. We're getting more and more communities that are becoming no-kill. More and more people are stopping the squabbling and arguing about language and wanting to be transparent, wanting to have a place at the table, wanting, you know, elected and appointed officials want their community to be known for being a safe place for people and their pets. So it, it gained energy and it really went from a simple idea to something pretty big, pretty large. So tell me about the way this is going down, Tawny, the, the structure of it. Like, how's it going to work? So this is a national symposium. It's two-day, virtual event, fast-paced, fun, dynamic. Every 15 minutes, something different on the screen. One of the things we know is that people are zoomed out. They're tired of looking at the computer screen, meeting after meeting after meeting. And so we're doing something different. All of our speakers will be standing. They're going to be speaking for about 10 minutes. Believe it or not, I, you heard me correctly, 10 minutes, because it's almost going to be the cliff notes. I'm, I'm dating myself. I don't know if people even know what cliff notes are anymore, but it's going to be the abbreviated piece of what their longer field of expertise or subject matter is about. And we also have different formats for the symposium. They'll be visual only, obviously, with the speaker talking. There'll be toolkit presentations where you're basically telling people these are the steps you take to achieve something. And then there'll be TED-style talks where you actually see the person standing up. And there's something really powerful about that. To be able to use your hands and you're standing up and not sitting down, it's just more, it's just more interesting visually. And plus, we have a powerhouse lineup. I do want to talk about the content, Tawny, but I do just want to be very clear about this. First, this is virtual. Uh, and I don't know about you, but these days I see a Zoom call on my calendar. I just cross my fingers and hope that I don't have to turn my camera on. And if I do, I just run to the closet. I'll throw a nice shirt on, usually a hat. Uh, so for people attending this, do they? What is their expectation here? Are they going to be on camera? Do they need to get up, do their hair, you know, put on their business casual? No, they can come in their PJs. It's a different format than a Zoom meeting. You have flexibility to be in the comfort of your office or your home. You can wear what you want to wear. You can have snacks. You can get up to use the restroom, water. You can stand up. You can do yoga. 
you really have the freedom of whatever you want to do in your home office or your work office, which really makes a difference. You're not having to get on a plane. You're not having to worry about being exposed to a virus. You don't have the expense of hotel, rental cars, and all the, all the other things that go with travel. Uh, when you're an attendee, you're muted, but we will have uh, polls, and they can. there's going to be Q&A. After sp- every speaker, we'll have a Q&A. And so this is going to be really powerful and unique. I don't think it'll be like anything anybody's done. There has been online and virtual conferences and summits. This is going to be like none other that people have, have experienced. It'll be very different because you're hosting it. So it's going to be fun. I am going to be the host, but like no pressure, right? No pressure. Uh, okay. So let's run through the content. Who's speaking and what are they talking about? Mark Peralta is going to be talking about if you don't value it, you won't change it, benchmarking and turning data into action. Ed Jamison, the executive director in Dallas, is going to be talking about field services moving forward. What does that look like? What does animal control, animal protection, aka field services, look like moving forward? We're moving away from enforcement and punishment. We're talking about collaboration and committee engagement. And then Holly Sizemore, our own Holly Sizemore with Best Friends, is going to be talking about what's the deal with cats. Dr. Kate Hurley. She's a titan in the field. She'll be speaking about fast-tracking pets through the shelter system. Alexis Pugh, she's in Memphis. She's the director there. She's going to be talking about leadership for life-saving change. And then we, Denise Deisler, a lot of people know Denise, executive director of Jacksonville, Florida. Denise is going to be presenting on working with difficult stakeholders. Deborah Griggs, a lot of people may not have heard of Deborah, but she's a titan in Virginia, Deborah is going to be talking about uh, the legislative process for life-saving. I shadowed Deborah when I was in Virginia around Richmond, around the state capitol, and saw her working the staff of senators for support of life-saving bills. She's amazing. And there's Bobby Mann. Bobby was with Sacramento, City of Sacramento, Front Street Shelter, and is now with American Pets Alive. And Bobby is, will be talking about utilizing technology for life-saving. Gina Nepp, who was also with Sacramento, it's Front Street, will be talking about housing insecurity and pets. Lisa LaFontaine's the Executive Director of Humane Rescue Alliance done some fabulous work. She also had a journalism and corporate background. She'll be talking about case management approach to life-saving. Every life, every dog, every cat, every companion animal matters. And you have to have a case management approach to that pet's needs and getting them either back with their family or out of the shelter system. Dr. Jefferson, Ellen Jefferson from Austin, she's executive director of Austin Pets Alive and American Pets Alive. We'll be talking about life-saving as a community ethic. Ending the killing of pets is absolutely a community ethic. The nonprofits, the elected appointed officials, the municipal shelter, if there is one, all pulling together, all working in tandem or excuse me, in concert to make these changes and make it a cultural change. Heather Owen, the executive director of One Tail at a Time and the founder of CRISP, one of the first intervention programs in the country. We're helping pets stay out of the Chicago Animal Care and Control System. And that's what the CRISP organization that she founded did. It's a coalition of rescues that do that. Kristen hassan Arbuck, the director in Tucson, Arizona of the Pima County's Animal Center and Animal Control, and is also involved in the Human Animal Support Services Initiative that American Pets Alive has launched. And then Dr. Aaron Katribe with Best Friends Animal Society did foundational, amazing, transformative work during Harvey when we had a distemper outbreak and she was at the forefront of saving the majority of the population that we were caring for in the aftermath of uh, Hurricane Harvey there when we were in Houston at the NRG Center. 
She'll be talking about shelter medicine of the future. And finally, Brent Toner. We know Brent and his wife, Michelle Davis, were instrumental in founding the KC Pet Project in Kansas City. And he'll be talking about the Best Friends 2025 strategy. What is it and why does it matter? How are we going to get to no-kill the entire nation by 2025? But that's not all. I feel sort of like an infomercial person there. Call now and you'll also, <laughs> but in all seriousness, that's, uh, that's not it. Tell me about the research that attendees will be hearing about. Yeah, I'd love to. There's researchers that are going to be presenting their abstract and the results of their studies. And so we've got at least five of those presentations planned as part of the program. And those studies, we've got a study, uh, our own Peter Wolf, uh, a peer-reviewed paper about cats and how we can save them better, what needs to be done. And you and I know for every one dog that loses its life unnecessarily, not euthanasia, we're talking about being killed, two cats are being killed. So it's two to one ratio. Uh, we want to change that. We've come a long way. What, what's, I think, where are we at now, John? 625,000. Thank you. I knew you'd have the exact number. And compared to 20 million back in the 80s, approximately. So we've come a long way, but there's still animals leaving in plastic bags out the back door. And, and it's not just an animal issue. It's a, it's a people issue. We have a cool keynote, two very cool keynotes. We have James Evans from CARE, and we have Mark Cushing. He's the founding partner and CEO of the Animal Policy Group. He does some really cool work on helping develop attorneys as well as uh, law students and those that go on to practice law, but other professionals that want to advocate for animals. A question that I had, and, and maybe others do as well, we keep talking about this symposium, this word symposium, we don't call it a conference, and we've got this partnership with Southern Utah University. Yeah. You may think this is only for specific people, like you need to be in college, or you've completed college, or you want to go to college, but that's not the case, right? Anyone can attend, but you do get continuing education credits. So you just brought something up really um, important. People can sign up for the symposium and just attend the symposium. They're going to get the bonus content. It's going to be an amazing experience that we've just talked about. Another piece of it is they can opt in to take a class that's associated with the symposium through Southern Utah University. If they so choose to, they can matriculate college credits towards a bachelor's or a master's by just attending the symposium. Tony, I flunked out of college hard out of high school, like big time. Asked my dad uh, who was paying for it. And truly, only because a great number of very like serendipitous moments uh, am I even talking with you for this podcast right now? But even then in the past, I've like ragged on college. Like who needs it? It's a waste of money. Like once you've got your foot in the door, right? Uh, and I know I'm not the only one who thinks stuff like that. I hear a lot of people say, well, I don't, I don't have a degree and I'm, I'm fine. I don't, I don't want one. What I saw a lot in my career, and it was painful and sad, is that people with amazing talents in the field couldn't get promoted particularly in municipal civil service, where quite often a minimum is a, a bachelor's degree for leadership positions. So as soon as you get past entry-level positions, animal care, vet technician, adoption counselor, 
they get into the field, they do really well, they get hired as a young person, as animal control officer, and they really got it. And they were evolving along with the profession in the field to be less of punishment and enforcement and making people prove their worth in an adoption process. They were evolving, they got it. And they had applied for a coordinator position, a supervisor position, a lead position, a manager's position, and they couldn't even get started for an interview because they lack the minimum qualifications. And civil service, which is a little more rigid, and even there's some nonprofits that are rigid. And they look at the bachelor's degree as, you know, like everything. And we know people are plenty smart and don't need a piece of paper or to go to a higher learning institution to prove it. I don't mean it as judgmental. I'm just stating a fact that when you've got two resumes in front of you and both people interviewed well, and one person has a degree and the other person doesn't, that gives people a competitive edge in the hiring process. And we want people that are doing really well and totally understand the need to end the killing of pets in shelters. We want them to have a chance at leadership. So for some, the academic credit opportunity is huge, but not for everybody. Some people are happy with their certificate. That's, you know, the certificate programs that we also partner with SUU on. And you're right, this symposium, you can attend and learn and get great information. You do not have to take advantage of the academic credit option. All right. So the Best Friends Professional Development Symposium, Reaching New Heights in Contemporary Animal Services, happening September 16th and 17th. Tawny, this is very exciting stuff. And I am honored and, quite frankly, uh, a little intimidated and stressed about hosting this symposium, but it is going to be awesome. Uh, But we can't forget, I know we want to mention the support from Southern Utah University and from Maddie's Fund, who are generously sponsoring the symposium. Absolutely. Thanks to Maddie's Fund for supporting us on this, um, this endeavor. They are always one to be on the cutting edge with life-saving initiatives and wanting to be supportive of that. So we were thrilled to know their interest and their support. The symposium happening the 16th and 17th, registration open. Go to bestfriends.org slash podcast. Everything you need to know, the schedule, we'll put up a link to register, all on the podcast website, bestfriends.org slash podcast. The producers of this program, Tawny Hammond, Amy Charlton, and Mark Peralta. My name is John Dunn, and this is the Best Friends Podcast.